Welcome to the bookshelf at the end of the universe, and I'm your host, Elliot. And on the other microphone is a recurring guest, Kristen. Hi, I'm Mom. I, I think that's your catchphrase. I think we've decided that. Works for me. Um, Just a quick head note. Um, we aren't going to do a loan since I wasn't able to finish it or really pick it up since I wanted to read it in physical copy because reading on sort, it hurts my eyes because I stare at the screen for a while and then, uh, what other stuff? Uh, yeah, that's it. Um, so if you read alone, I guess good. Um, but today we are talking about The Door of No Return by Kwame Alexander. Have you read any Kwame? I have not. I'm a little ashamed to I, th- admit. I thought you did. Um, okay. Didn't you read Muhammad Ali? I've read Muhammad Ali. Thank you for correcting me. I read Muhammad Ali. Um, that was a really cool one. I've read the... Uh, Muhammad Ali was co-authored with James Patterson. Correct. I've read the Beckard Rooster, and that's it. I have not read, like, the big, big hits of his. Yeah. Um, it was published in 2022, so it's fairly recent. Sorry, I messed that up. I, I wanted to say 2022, but it came out as 2022. Mm. Um, I, I don't want to sue you 2022. Uh, it was published by Little Brown, so I guess go Little Brown for, I guess, publishing this wonderful book. Um, it, I, I think it falls under the historical fiction genre, considering it takes place in, like, the 1860s. So, um, just some quick content warnings. There was some violence, um, there was some language, and there's, like, taking people hostage and holding them captive. Well, here, go back to the genre. Um, you said you think it's historical fiction. Well, yeah. Because of the time period. Yeah. Is it realistic? Um, no. It's... Is it fantasy? Yeah. Okay, so it's not historical fiction alone. You could say maybe historical fantasy. Yeah. Historical sci-fi. Historical um, fantasy. Okay, because historical fiction implies that the book takes place in a time that actually existed. Um, And it takes place in the Asante Kingdom, which never existed, apparently. Um, But it's it's in the location. It's like near Ghana, I think. I think that's where... They based the Asante Kingdom near Ghana. Near Ghana or in Ghana? Near either near Ghana or in Ghana. You gotta find this stuff out, but okay. Um, and I'm just gonna do a quick biography about the author. Okay. Kwame Alexander has written more than thirty books, most of them being novel and verse. Some of his books include The Crossover, Door of No Return, Becoming Muhammad Ali, co-authored with James Patterson, as we said. Rebound in the Undefeated. He has appeared on NPR Morning Edition, and his books have won many awards. His book, The Crossover, is now a TV show on Disney+. And his family came from Ghana, which inspired him to write The Door of No Return. So, that, that's Kwame Alexander in a nutshell. Okay. Just a very big nutshell. Okay. Um, just a quick summary. Uh... Kofi Ofen has a crush on a girl named Anna, and his cousin, slash bully, also does. So they, like, have a whole bunch of random contests so they can see who wins uh, Anna, Anna's heart. And just, just a heads up, please don't do that. Just please don't do that. 
You don't need to show off that you're very talented to get someone. I'm just saying that out here because some people will try to do that. Um, and he is doing a swim-off when he comes face-to-face -face with the door of Naruton. I'm not going to say what the door of Naruton is since I would get into spoilers. Is it a literal door? No. Okay. I'll say it as that. It's not a literal door. Um, I just want to, uh, I just want to throw in a couple quotes and I can discuss a little bit what they mean. Um, the bird that falls first flies first. Uh, in my opinion, that means, like, the bird, if, if the bird falls, eventually the more he, he falls, the more he'll be able to break his fall and fly. Okay. Then you have all the other birds who are just sitting there eating their worms, or I have another bird free-falling and flying. Okay. Stars are the eyes of the past watching over us. I think this one is very meaningful. Okay. What do you think it means? Even though you don't have any context, just what do you think it means? What was it? Stars? Stars are the eyes of the past watching over us. I want to hear what you say, and then I'll compare to see if that's what I would say. Well, I don't know if stars are symbolic in the book. Um. <sighs> Sorry, big yawn. Um, I would think that where it's stars are the eyes that are watching us, um, the stars represent the past and the ancestors that the main characters discuss and that they have, that they relate to. I think that it means, like, they're being guided and they're being cared for by their ancestors, the stars. That's just what I say. Again, I mean, stars could definitely be culturally tied because, as you said, Kwame's family is... From Ghana. West hmm. Af I think that's West Africa. Hmm. About to find out. Um, yeah, so it's West Africa. Here, let me restart that statement since I yawned in the middle of it. So, the stars could definitely represent something culturally to Kwame and his family since they're from Ghana. Um... Do you so want to pull up, like, maybe, a quick history about Ghana? Well, I mean, I don't... There, you can't do a quick history of Ghana. Uh, but it's... I mean, it's a country in West Africa. Um, touches the Atlantic. So that's... Yeah. Um, you know, kind of neighbors of us with an ocean in between. Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what culturally stars would be. Yeah. Um, For the record, yeah. I have not read this book. Yeah. Uh, we are brand. We are each branches of the same tree. That's just that, like we're all family. Yeah. Very loose. Not like you can't just walk up to some random kid and say, "Oh, hi, brother. You want to be friends?" Oh, wait, we already are friends since we're family. Definitely. Yeah, we're all branches of the same tree. We are all connected somehow. Um. Different reasons. And are these lines from poems? Yes, these are lines from the poems. Okay, so something that I don't know if it was mentioned, this is a novel in verse. Yes. And I know this was not mentioned. April is National Poetry Month. Yes. And that's why this book was chosen. And also, so, I had it in my bookshelf for a while. I got it from Noah Bookshop, so shout mm -hmm. out to Noah. Shout out to Vicky. Okay, so 
this is a poetry novel and verse. Um, what are your thoughts on it? This his his storytelling done in poem form. I think that if you were to turn it into a book, like a normal book, it wouldn't have the same feel. I I can't really describe the feel, but it just it's just a really unique feel. I can't I can't put it into words because it's my my first time actually experiencing it. Your first time experiencing a novel in verse? Well, I've read some of the Iliad, but that didn't really count. No. But it is my first time actually reading and finishing a novel in verse. And I just it felt so satisfying. Did you feel as a reader that it's faster to read this way? Yes. So as a librarian, I like novels in verse because um, it allows me to get these books into maybe reluctant readers because it's not as intimidating when you look at the the book. So a novel in verse, uh, if you've never read one, it's going to be a whole bunch of poems that when you put them together you get a story you get a story now each poem itself can stand alone meaning each poem can be a story on its own yes. you don't have to like keep them together you can again pull one poem out and stand alone it, it is its own poem i really like novels in verse um i think it is a cool, unique way to tell a story. Um, again, it's it's nice for your reluctant readers because they can see something with a lot of white space on a page. And think about, again, the reluctant readers who are like, ooh, this looks thick. Yeah, but look how much white space is in it. Yeah, like the Door of Noah Ton is 418 pages. Yes, the chapters are like 30, 40, 50 pages each. But they're pretty fast. Like, I, I could knock out two in a day. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a quick read, or quick, quicker, um, because of that aspect. And it's normally high action. Just to keep the adrenaline and your book caught pumping. Yeah. Um, now, I just do want to mention a quick thing about the ending. I'm not going to go into it, but the ending, it sounded like it was going to have a sequel, and it is going to have a sequel since it's part of a trilogy. The second book hasn't come out yet, but that ending, that's probably like my number two favorite, maybe number three favorite ending of all time. So tell me how, without spoiling it, when you read it, did you think, ooh, this is a cliffhanger, I need to know more? Yes. Did you kind of predict there was going to be another book? Yeah, as soon as I read it, I, I was like, it sounds like there's going to be a sequel. Mm-hmm. I wonder what Kwame's got cooking up. But, I mean, you can't write another 418-page book in, like, a year. Right. Now, maybe. He probably has it already done, and it's probably sitting at the publishers right now. Or he's, like, still working on it, like, revising it and editing Could it. Could be. But I know he does have some stuff coming up, because I looked at his website. Mm. Apparently he has his own podcast. That's cool. What's it called? Why Fathers Cry. Oh, sounds sad. Is it a sad one? Is no idea. I, books? I don't know. I just I just saw the title. All right. So Kwame's really good because he 
he writes a lot like that's his thing is writing in verse so writing in poetic form um what's cool about which oh my gosh i can't forget the crossover yes thank you my brain is turned into mush so what's really great about crossovers he's definitely restart that statement what's good about the crossover is he it's a story it's a sports story and originally the publishers thought that the kids won't like that but just look at it now it's yeah. a book, it's a graphic novel, it's a TV show. Yeah, it's it's a cool one. Um, it's one that's also been translated over into Spanish. Um, so it's 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 always done really well at my library. Yeah. So those publishers were pretty wrong, and I bet now they're like, man, I should have taken that guy on my up on that offer he asked. Mm-hmm. And a lot of his books are about sports. And I mean, look at how well those do. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool when you find a book about sports that does really well, especially for, it just seems like the athletes tend to be your struggling readers and they cling to those. They really like that because it's something they can relate to as an athlete. Um, Personally, myself, I don't really draw to sports, but I mean, this one isn't really sports. It's, It's sports and then it's love and then it's like a really dark story once you get to chapter six and seven so it's like a little bit of everything so well it does have some sports because swimming is involved right and wrestling so is it like competitive swimming other than they're racing each other uh not that it, i don't think they mentioned it was kofi just said like he just swims for fun okay that's so right. just like for funsy swimming all right um, and yeah. then my next, so you said swimming, wrestling, is that it? Uh, let's see, there's also, like, uh, cage fights. Oh, so it's pretty violent. Yeah, it gets, it gets pretty grisly around chapter six. Okay. Well, what point in the story made your jaw drop and you're like, oh my gosh, he did do that as a writer? That would be getting into spoilers. I mean, but is there, like... Like, what chapter did that to Six. You? Six, okay. Six and seven. Okay. Th- those chapters, they were just beautiful, but sad. Right. Of course. It's like, Kwame, like, he gave you a good book. Like, here you go. Here's a, like, happy, nice, hearty book that you'll love. Oh, you know what? I, I forgot to add a couple dark things about it. Here you go. Here's a whole two chapters about death and stuff. Gotcha. So, what else do you, can you add about the story to get people to read it? Not his other books. I want to hear about this yes. book. Uh, let's see. The way he crafts the story using only poems is just very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, He's... like, all of the figurative language, like, it just paints an even better picture of your mind. Okay, can you explain what you mean by figurative language? Like, meta- like he uses a lot of metaphors okay. and hyperboles or, like, similes, um, personifications even. Okay. Like, the stars of the eyes of the past watching over us. Mm-hmm. That's a personification. You're right, it is. Your that's probably the so happy to hear you can point that out. That is probably the best personification I've ever seen. Very good. Um... 
why should I? Because I've not read it. Yes. Why should I read this? Because I know you. I know you like like, not. I know you like poetry. Mm-hmm. And I know you like from what you've read of Kwame Alexander mm-hmm. and like. Your child can tell you to read a book. You're probably going to pick it up sometimes. I am going to read it. Don't get me wrong. But I've just got a million other books to read. Oh, you know what? I forgot to mention the awards it's won. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to do it all in one breath. No, don't do that. It won the AOSC, Africana, CCBC, Best Fiction for Young Adults, Notable Poetry, Hornbook, and Center of Study. Okay. So it's won, like, quite a lot of awards. Oh, well. That's awesome. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see it pick up some state awards next like, year. Like Lone Star. Not Blue Bonnet. L- not Blue Bonnet. Yeah, if it's got a lot of violence, it's not going to be Blue Bonnet. Uh, but for some reason, the website I was using, teaching books, said it was for grades 4 to 8. I mean, it could still be for grades 4. It's just if it's, I don't know, it could be on Blue Bonnet. I'm it, not on the Blue Bonnet selection committee, yeah. so. We, we don't know. Um, Let's see, what else to add so we can. So we don't make this episode, like, pretty short. No, I mean, it's fine. You're, you're at 17 minutes now. Um, what yeah. else? Oh, oh yeah. What, uh, what form of media would it work as best? I don't know. I didn't read the book. Oh, I know. I'm asking that to myself. I'm saying graphic novel. Okay. Uh, but now that I see the cross... Now, when I saw the crossover trailer, I was like, okay, so it is possible to turn a novel in verse... Into poet, like a novel in verse, into a TV show. So now I'm saying graphic novel or a TV show, but I'd I'd say graphic novel because you could capture that pretty well, and you can, uh, and the characters can, uh, like have the, uh, they could speak in the poems, or they can have the poems in the back. I would like flip through the crossover, um, graphic novel, and I like how they do that, where they have like the po- the original poem. And then they have the characters talking, and I think that would do well for the Dwarf Novaton. Okay. And some other books, if you're a fan of uh, any other Kwame, like crossover series or Becoming Muhammad Ali or what else? The Undefeated um, or Shell Silverstein. I did read The Undefeated. I have read that one. That was a really cool one. The artwork's beautiful. Shell Silverstein, too. I know you've read a lot of Shell. Yeah, I read a lot of Shell. I just say Shell because, like, it's poetry and, like, they're tied together pretty well. And I can see a resemblance because both of their poems, most of them are pretty lighthearted and funny. And Shell Silverstein just has wacky ideas. Well, yeah, he's got wacky ideas. Um, and this one I have not read, but I think you have read it, When Stars Are Scattered. I have read that one. That's a beautiful, it's a graphic novel of a brother, of two brothers in a refugee camp trying to escape. Oh, where are they escaping? Is it Uganda? Hold on. Okay, so When Stars Are Scattered, it's beautiful. Um, it's taken place in a refugee camp in Kenya and it's two brothers that are that's they don't have like, their parents that's a lot like the dwarf noton two brothers there you go and they're trying to basically find somewhere safe to go um but they're by themselves they have a neighbor that helps but one of the brothers is developmentally delayed 
and what do you mean developmentally delayed? Like his speech is on a lower level. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he he needs extra people to take care of him. Okay, so he has like a handicap. Yes, okay. and so what he does is, you know, he's having to take care of his brother, and they are trying to leave to find somewhere safe for them to go, and it's so it's Omar Muhammad is the author, and then Victoria Jameson. She is the illustrator. She did all the pictures. Victoria Jamison. That sounds familiar. Yeah, she did. Oh my gosh, what was it? The roller skate one. Oh, okay, that one. Okay, that's why it sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. So, that one was really, it it was beautiful. It made me a little emotional, which, I mean, doesn't say much because I cried at The Lion King. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm get emotional at everything. So that one was fantastic. I highly recommend that one. It's not a novel in verse. It is a graphic novel. You said it is a graphic novel with beautiful pictures. Um, go ahead, read graphic novels. Um, read books. Read books in general. So, other, I like graphic novel or not? Oh, I do like graphic. I like novels in verse a lot. Um, because they're quick reads. Well, not just because they're quick reads. It's just a unique way to tell a story. So I had suggested Elliot read alone. But I wanted to read a physical copy of that mm-hmm, because... didn't come in on time. But alone is really good. I highly recommend that. Maybe that'll be another podcast episode for him. Yeah, maybe um, next year when April hits. Or just maybe... Or just any part of the year. Yeah. You don't have to only read novels of verse during National Poetry Month. Yeah. So alone's very good. It's about a girl who... Her entire community disappears overnight. That that sounds like, and she's left sad. alone, and so she's having to figure out how to survive by herself. And then, in it, she finds the wonders of libraries. Mm. Okay, so Alone is a very good novel in verse. Dusty Bowling, she's got the Can's Edge that I love as a graphic or as a novel in verse. Um, that one you should actually read the book. Don't do the audiobook of it. I made the mistake of doing the audiobook of it. When I say mistake, I did not know it was a novel verse when I started it. And some of the um novels and or some of the poems are told in concrete poems. So you miss out on this really, really beautiful visual of the poems. So our main character um, and this is not ruining anything. Her mother dies, and so she spends a part of the book just wishing and kind of like not really wanting to live because she's depressed. And then her and her father go on a basically a little excursion to go climb some walls in a canyon because that's her thing. And a massive rainstorm happens, and it just wipes them both away. And so she's having a fight to live so she can find her dad. And, you know, she, throughout the story, that's what she's doing. She's fighting to live. So I'm not going to say anything past that because I don't want to ruin it. Why are a lot of novels in Boss sad? No, there's some happy ones. Okay. Very much so. But, I mean, I think that goes with storytelling is, is it's, it's a way to tell a story that some people can relate to. Okay. Um, should I announce what book we're doing next? Yeah. We are doing Dragon Ops by Marky Mancusi. And Marty Mancusi. Marty Mancusi. Sorry. 
Uh, and she was at the San Antonio Book Festival yesterday. Mm-hmm. But we missed her. So. She was also at Northside ISD's Nerdvana Con that we hosted. So she was here too. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, that is, this is the bookshelf signing off, and I'm going to go find some doors to see which, I want to find some doors that will give me another time. All right. Um, go read some books. It's uh, National Library Month. Go support your libraries. Go libraries! And my suggestion, please, is go reach out to your local school board and talk to them and how you how you support school libraries and how you support student choice in reading because we need all the help we can get to make sure people are reading. And this is the bookshelf at the end of the universe. Your host, Elliot, signing off. And what do you say, Kristen? Um, read books. Read all the books. Put books in kids' hands. Do what she said. Bye. Bye.